What's going on guys? This is Michael Mariah with Spitting Fire and today we are going to talk about selling baby, sales, sell or be sold like my man GC likes to say and I got my man E Crizzle, Shrizzle, EK Money over here say what's up? E Crizzle on the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So what we're going to talk today, Mr. E-Man, is about how we all are selling on a day-to-day basis, okay? And why it's so vital to understand the sales process, okay? Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think that on a daily basis, people are selling, whether they are in sales or they are not? Do you think they're selling? Well, when I ask people when they get started in my company, I say, has anyone ever done sales before? Some people raise their hands, some don't, Um, which I think is funny because like you always say, we've been selling since the day we were born. I've been selling selling since since I came out of my womb. Difference is some of us have been getting paid for it and others haven't. So I think everything is a sale. Um, It's just some people make a career out of it and make money from it and other people just use it for their daily lives. So what what about people that say, I hate sales, man. I don't like to do sales. I'm not a sales guy. I think it's a cop out. I think it's bullshit to be honest. I think people love selling. They just don't necessarily know it yet or they don't appreciate selling in a formal setting. Gotcha. So when I say to everyone that they are in sales no matter what they do, if they're a chiropractor, if they're a doctor, if they're a lawyer, if they're a bus driver, or they're a taxi and Uber driver, they're in sales. Is that correct? Listen, if you've ever convinced anyone to do anything before, you're in sales. So that means that every single child in this world is a salesperson. That's correct. In fact, they're good at it. Yeah. Children are really good at sales, right? Yeah. Um, I, listen, I've seen kids sometimes in a, in a grocery store, they start banging on the floor, screaming and yelling about the candy they want. And mommy, you know, was so lost because she got two other ones running around. She's like, you know what? Just fuck it. They got, Here. They got the impulse factors. Maybe not indifference. They just cry. But Sometimes they, they, they have a difference. They have I some kids have some difference, right? But um, so so sales is vital. So we understand that sales is very important, right? So so let me ask you this: When people say I'm not a salesman, I'm not good in sales. I don't understand sales, or I don't want to be a salesperson. What do you think? What can we tell this person? Because some of the listeners they may not be in sales and they don't believe that. They're like, eh, it's some bullshit. I'm not in sales. I work behind a computer. I work behind a desk. Oh, I work on you know uh, on filing or whatever the case is. I'm a I'm a shipper. I do I pick up boxes from the truck and put it into the into the store or whatever the case is. I mean, there's a lot of people that are not in the actual you know they're not physically talking to people. They're not physically doing. So are they still considered in sales even if they're not really talking to anybody or or, or communicating? with people what do you think um i wouldn't say that they're in sales per se i would say they still use sales to get through life um their career choice might not be you know a sales position i think a lot of people that say they don't like sales or they're not in sales tend to say that because they don't like to have to negotiate don't they don't like trying to convince people of things or try to talk people into things or they don't really like interacting with people as much um, some people look at sales as manipulative. Um, I totally disagree. And yeah, I, think I mean, I look at sales you, this way. Sales should be a win-win situation. Correct. And and con- con- convincing someone, you don't want to coerce people. You want to coax people, right? You want to get them to do something that's going to benefit themselves and benefit you at the same time. It's got to be a win-win. If it's not a win-win, I always say I'm out. Deuces and the gooses. <laughs> Why? Because I don't want to manipulate people. For example, Jordan Belfort, an amazing, amazing sales trainer, right? Is awesome. He did things the wrong way years ago, and he paid a very hefty price for that. 
He spent time in prison. He had to pay back retributions. I mean, he lost everything because he was doing things the wrong way. And now that he has a comeback, you know, after his Wolf of Wall Street movie and stuff like that, he talks about how you have to have ethics when you sell. And sales doesn't necessarily mean you going out there knocking on some doors, picking up a phone call and communicating with people. Sales is basically you convincing people on a day-to-day basis. For example, as a taxi driver, if you come up and convince someone to get into your car and convince them to give you a five-star or convince them to kind of enjoy the conversation with you in that taxi ride, you just did sales, my friend. And that's how I look at sales. It's about convincing people. Both people have won, whether it was a conversation, whether it was a, a, a an activity they needed to do, you convinced someone to do something and they were happy doing it and you were happy getting the result as well. So two parties have one. And it has to be ethical. It has to be with ethical boundaries. You cannot be manipulating and hurting. See, see, manipulating to me is you're winning, they're losing. Or yep. they're winning and you're losing. There's a lot, this is, you know what's crazy? There's some people, it's definitely not me. I tell you that 100 it's not my personality, where they're willing to lose for someone else to win. Like, I know people like that. I mean, just, to be honest, bro, occasionally I, I, I'm one of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, you know, yeah, and, and, I, I don't put myself in a position to lose often, but, but if I'm going to lose, somebody else better win. And, and you know what's crazy? I, I commend you. I, I, not I don't commend you, but that's like a wrong way of thinking. Like, I sometimes may be the selfish side where I don't give a shit about the person losing and I may just want to only win. And I, I've created some situations like that in my life in the past. And I learned from those lessons. Like, you cannot do things where you're winning and someone else is losing because it doesn't feel good. Well, like in a negotiation or in a conversation or in an argument with your spouse or your significant other, if you argue and you win, you just basically had the other person lose. And I heard a very, 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 very special couple that were married for 60 plus years. You know what they told me? I said, how do you guys deal with arguing? Like, you know, and I said, how do you guys deal with that? Because is that part of the game? Is that normal? And he said, it's 100% normal. He's like, I just want to make, then in the night, I just want to make sure that we go to sleep happy and not angry at each other. Because if I won that argument, then the whole night I'm sleeping with a loser. Happy, happy wife, happy life, right? I mean, think about it. He said, if I'm sleeping with my wife and I'm arguing with her and I win the argument, the whole night I'm sleeping right. with a loser. And I don't want to sleep with a loser, he said. I said, wow, that's so powerful. Like, you don't want to be with someone when you're winning and they're losing. Or where they're winning and you're losing. Well, you want to be in a win-win situation. And that's what sales is about. It's about exchanging value for each other. It's about convincing someone and persuading someone to do something or receive something or create something and two parties win. So that's how I look at it. I agree. I think, I mean, for me, as long as you <coughs> have, like you said, integrity and ethics behind what you're doing, um, sales is an extremely valuable and, and powerful way to, to make a living. And I think it also offers a platform for you to be able to make a tremendous amount of money if you use it the right way, right? Sales is really all about psychology. And the funny thing is, is most people um, have have an understanding of the psychology behind sales because, again, we're doing it all the time. We've <coughs> developed skills in in body language and facial expressions when we're talking to people and we use oh, our body language yeah, we, we don't even realize that we're actually using the body language to describe an emotion or a feeling and so um what sales is able to do i believe especially in a formal setting or in a company you know like ours for instance we're able to identify those traits and qualities in people and then pull them out of them it's not as if we're teaching somebody something that they don't already have inside of them all we really do is pull it out of them and so that's why I think sales is so powerful because you're really just using the the human psychology um, to to understand people and to and to 
transfer the way you're feeling and thinking onto the customers. And that's, to me, what sales is. It's just the transfer of energy. If I'm excited or motivated or passionate about something I'm doing and I can make somebody else feel that same way, I've now created a sale. And to be honest with you, sales is what keeps the top line and the bottom line. Right. Right? So a lot of you guys may be in business. Maybe you have your own little small business, whatever the case may be, and you don't, you know, you don't really know how you're going to do next year, how you're going to succeed, or how business is going to be. And every single business revolves around sales. I don't give a shit what the hell you're selling. Every, well, except for monkey business. Even monkey business, my friend. You got to sell the banana to the monkey. Sure. I got another story for you for that one. It's a funny story, right? But my point is this. No matter what you do, no matter what business you're in, you got to be selling something. Politicians be selling you shit. A lot of times it's bullshit they're selling you, but they're still selling something. They're selling an idea. You're selling a product. You're selling a service. If you work for a company, you're selling a service or a product because without you, they ain't gonna make some money. Now, why is it that some people get compensated very heavily? Like, why do some of our agents make two, three, four thousand dollars in a week? And some people doing the same exact thing with another company making only maybe five hundred or a thousand dollars a week. Right? Why is that? Because we form, we have a we have a formula here. It's called commission. It's called you do the work, you get paid. You don't do the work, you don't get paid. Now, obviously, we have administrators and you know basic employees that don't actually operate on that kind of level. But the salespeople we have operate at a commission-based level. And a lot of people are scared about commission because when you hear about when you hear the word salesman, you think you either think, oh my God, I can't go do commission or I don't like to do door to door or I don't like to pick up the phone or I'm afraid of rejection. I'm afraid of hearing someone say no to me. Like all these different things pop into people's heads. So, and, and, and you have to realize that right now you working at a company or you working, you know, for yourself, you need sales, you need revenue, you need the skill sets, you need it. It's very, very vital to your success without sales. You are going to make zero dollars. It's part of the game. If you're a doctor and you have zero patients walking in, the insurance will not pay the doctor, which is you, and you're going to get asked out. You need sales, and sales comes from hustling. Sales comes from talking. Sales comes from listening. Sales comes from persuading and convincing someone that they need to exchange the dollar bill or exchange something for your service, product, whatever the case it may be. So I believe that sales is a win-win situation. But what would you say to someone that's scared, that's that's afraid of rejection? Because that's a huge one. I get that a lot. Oh, I don't want to get you know rejected. What would you say about that? Well, <coughs> I'm, still, I'm still interested about your banana story. Oh, the banana story? No, no, it's all good. I'm going to so, say the banana story in a second. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm going to give you all the banana story Im- in a little bit when we finish this. can only imagine. Um, rejection, listen, at the, at the end of the day... Um, Rejection is a part of the industry. It's a part of life. So you kind of have to, to some, to some degree, at some level, just kind of accept it for what it is. Um, I think emotional intelligence. You know, I talk about this a Ooh, lot. Is a big part of huge of what we teach and what we it's preach. Huge. And so, if you have a low emotional intelligence, essentially, you really don't have much control over your emotional responses. And so. That can be a real problem if you're in sales because you're going to get a lot of rejection. If you don't know how to control your emotions or at least manage them, everything that happens to you, you're going to respond in an emotional way. And Uh and in sales, a lot of times, yeah, you want to add emotion into your presentation, into your pitch, but you want to kind of keep the emotion out of your out of the, you know, the the sales process as it pertains to like rejection and stuff, because if you. If I mean, you get I mean, upset or angry or mad every single time you get – or sad every time you get rejected, you're, you're going to – you're not going to make it. I, I use it to my advantage. Every no brings me closer to a yes. 
Yeah. I mean, if you listen, if you go to the club, I use, I use this example because, you know, there's a lot of young guys that listen to our stuff. And you're going to the club, you go to the party, and you you want to have a girl. You want to have a girl at the end of the night. You, you're a girl, you want to go to the club and meet a guy. I don't know, you want to get lucky, right? You can't get lucky with that first guy you talk to or that first girl. You may have to go through the numbers, right? So you got to talk to maybe 15 girls. 30? For you, maybe fucking 30. <laughs> I don't know, but let's just say Woo! 15. You talk to 15 girls, 15 gals, 15 guys. Out of those 15, 10 of them say, you know what? I want to get a drink with this guy or girl. And out of those 10, five of them continue the conversation. The other five ran away with your drink, okay? And now you got five left that you had some good conversations. Out of those five, three of them, you got their number. And out of the three, you got their number. One of them, you went on a date the next weekend. So you got to play the math. You got to know the numbers. You got to do the math. You gotta sales make, is really just a number. Sales is just understanding that not everybody is there for you to close them on the deal. Not everyone's there for you to convince them. And not everyone's there for you to sell them on the product or the service. You got to go through the numbers. You got to do the math. And it's okay. Not everybody's going to like your idea. Listen, if you're married, you had the biggest sale in your entire life. Okay? It's one of the biggest sales ever because you got to convince another human being to be stuck with you for the rest of your life, hopefully. If it's a human. Now. Well, hopefully, right? I mean, <laughs> nowadays, you know, you But know. listen, this is the way I look at it in terms of rejection. You know, <laughs> thinking about that, thinking about my answer. And then I gave the monkey business story. Yes. Um, when I was a kid, I was pretty, I liked nature. I used to play in the dirt with worms. And, you you're know. Like, you're like me. I used to play with a magnifying glass and kill all the ants oh, in the backyard. Well, that's fucked up. But I used to, I used to have fun in the dirt, in the woods. I was a very woodsy kid. But as a result, I believe I built up an immunity to a lot of shit. I don't really get sick that often. You know, uh, the same thing. The, the, there's a point to the story, by the way. Uh, with rejection, at first it's going to hurt. Because you get rejected a few times. You're like, ugh, I'm not really good at the sales thing. This is kind of painful. It's an emotional. It's hurting me. But when you get rejected enough times, you become desensitized to it and it doesn't really bother you as much. And so what I find is that you kind of have to go through the process of getting rejected a lot before you eventually build up an immunity to it, just like germs on my body. So uh, why is it important to have an immunity towards rejection? Well, it builds strength, it builds character, right? In life, you're going to get a lot of shit thrown at you. And if you don't know how to deal with it in business and in life, then, um, then it's gonna be you know you, you, it's you, gonna be a problem. Shit is gonna be going, shit is gonna be thrown your way at all times of the day. You gotta learn how to dodge the bullshit. I'm make I'm gonna make a show called Dodge the Bullshit. Like you gotta learn how to dodge the bullshit. Duck dive and weave, bro. Yeah, there you go. You gotta or just do, take the shit straight to the face. I mean, listen, you gotta move on. I don't recommend that. I don't recommend having the shit thrown in your face at all times because it hurts. You gotta learn how to dodge the nonsense. So how do you dodge the nonsense? You learn to sell your family and your friends by saying, hey, I'm working at this time. Don't call me with your nonsense. That's a sale. Or please don't call me, baby, from 2 to 9 because I'm working. I love you so much. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. But from 2 to 9, I'm busy and I need to serve the world. 901, I'm picking up the phone call and we're going on a date every fucking Monday or whatever. Well, right? That means she could call you for three minutes now. <laughs> 903. 903, right? She could call me three minutes. No, but the rule is very simple. You gotta learn how to convince people and sell people because sales is a beautiful thing. It's gonna help you with your company, with your top line. It's gonna help you with your bottom line. When things were wrong in my first year of business, things were going crazy hectic. The only thing that solved our problem 
with sales. sales. Can I say this too? If you ever watch Shark Tank, and then Tank the monkey business, the monkey business, monkey business, that's the last thing. Yeah. If you ever watch Shark Tank, um, all these entrepreneurs, which I think most of them are really special, um, some of them have the ability to sell and others don't. And usually, the thing that gets the investors to actually invest, they see how much usually. The difference between the entrepreneur doing well versus not. It's not only obviously the total sales or revenue because that obviously paints a nice picture, but it's the entrepreneur's ability to sell the product to the venture capitalist. And if they're not good at sales, you can't really, you can outsource it, but when the when the entrepreneur, the one who owns the business is the one who's, you know, the top salesperson, it just makes their life so much easier yeah. because it means that worst case scenario, shit hits the fan, they can go out there and push their product themselves. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, that's, listen, that's, and, and that's important. Cool. Sales is huge. Sales is huge. If you're not a salesperson, get good at sales. It's very important. It's like saying, oh, I'm not good at uh, losing weight or, or, or gaining muscle. Get good at it. You should. You want to live longer? You better take care of that body. You don't understand about carbs and macronutrients and micronutrients? Get good at it because that's part of your life. What you put in your body is important. What you're doing in your day-to-day life, sales is part of that. It's like having a heart. Without a heart, you ain't functioning. And without sales, you really can't live. That's so, the way it works. So, Speaking about putting things into your body, let's hear about this banana story. All right. So this is the banana story, okay? Now, it has nothing to do with sales, but it has a lot to do with entrepreneurship. So I just want you to understand that. If, if I take a bunch of bananas, grew a bunch of 10 bananas, and I put it on the ground in front of a bunch of monkeys, and I take a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars, that's 10 Benjamins, and put that next to the bananas, and I tell the monkeys, you can only get one or the other. Pick the bananas or pick the money. My question to you is what will the monkeys pick? That is deep, my friend. Obviously the bananas. Obviously the bananas, right? Because the monkey, the monkey has no idea that the thousand dollars can buy it bananas for the rest of its life almost. Right or wrong? I mean, $1,000 can buy you a lot of freaking bananas. Yeah. But the monkey, because it thinks short term, the monkey doesn't see the future. The monkey doesn't see the value in the $1,000. It grabs the banana. And that's what most people do. Most people, when you offer them a salary job or a commission sales job, most people look at the salary job as a bunch of bananas. When in reality, they should look at the commission and sales side of things because that can buy them everything they've ever wanted. All of my dreams have been coming true because I understood sales. I can buy anything I actually want right now outside of a jet, okay? I can buy a little baby jet, but you know, nothing literally crazy. But because of all the things that I've learned in sales and most people, they picked a short-term bunch of bananas instead of picking $1,000, which is the commission job which could offer you a life lifelong your whole life can change literally by making that little split decision moral moral story don't be the fucking monkey that grabs a banana don't chase security chase opportunity there you go like that all right so hopefully this helped you guys i love talking about fire especially when we spit in fire today we had e crizzle e man chris you can follow him on instagram at eric Chris. Oh my God, congratulations. Woo! He got an Instagram. 
He understands the power of putting himself out there. And you can also follow me at Michael underscore Barayev. And follow me on Facebook at Michael Barayev. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Have a good night. And as you guys know, every Monday we come at you and spit fire.